Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of April 29th through May 5th, 2013. Vulnerability activity for the period decreased sharply, although the month of April had the highest total of activity for 2013. Highlights for the period include the reporting of a new unpatched Microsoft Internet Explorer vulnerability, Apache CDORC malware, a D-Link IP camera vulnerability, and continued WordPress attacks. Microsoft confirmed and released a security advisory for a new vulnerability in Internet Explorer. This vulnerability is associated with malware served as a result of a recent compromise of the U.S. Department of Labor. Additional details are available in a Cisco security blog post. Additional security advisories and software updates were reported for multiple vulnerabilities in HP Managed Printing Administration, Printers, and Service Manager. IBM reported multiple vulnerabilities in same-time meeting service, Lotus Connections, and Notes. Novell reported vulnerabilities in iPrint and Zenworks. Samba reported multiple vulnerabilities in the Web Administration Tool. U.S. financial organizations were reminded that anonymous affiliated groups and other hacktivist groups have announced the Operation United States of America, or Pound Op USA, which will commence on May 7, 2013, with distributed denial-of-service attacks. The April IntelliShield statistics show a continued increase in vulnerability and threat activity for 2013, compared to previous years. The activity levels for April 2013 increased 18.5% year-over-year, and new alert activity increased 54% year-over-year. The increase in vulnerability and threat activity will continue to strain vulnerability management processes and may increase the risk exposure due to delays in installing patches and software updates for the known vulnerabilities. Cisco released 12 security notices during the period for low- and medium-severity security issues. IntelliShield published 99 events last week, 63 new events, and 36 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the physical risk management category. U.S. intelligence agencies reported that the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers' National Inventory of Dams was compromised by an unauthorized user. The user had unauthorized access to the sensitive U.S. dam information for over three months before it was discovered and the access revoked. The National Inventory of Dams contains sensitive information on over 8,100 U.S. dams, including damage assessments and vulnerabilities. The case highlights the potential physical risk to critical infrastructure through cyber attacks and compromises. A U.S. Army Corps of Engineers spokesperson said the breach does not pose a public threat. The good news in this breach is that it was noticed quickly, uh, password procedures were changed, and access to the data is now restricted. The bad news is much of the same information remains available across the Internet on county and state websites for anyone to find. Can information related to the condition and location of physical infrastructure be contained in the era of Google Maps, uh, environmental activism, and strained tax authorities? For a fee, the U.S. FEMA can ship a CD-ROM of the dam infrastructure. 
Uh, Google can give Earth topology information, and civil engineering websites can give out report cards of poorly maintained dams in the United States. Sensitive information on a large portion of the physical infrastructure in the U.S. is ubiquitous and unprotected, and will remain so for the foreseeable future. Moving on to the attacks and compromises risk management category. QNET IQ is a U.S. government contractor that produces multiple products used by the U.S. government intelligence agencies. QNET IQ recently reported that they detected what appeared to be a three-year espionage operation that had penetrated most of the company's divisions and product lines. The compromise is under investigation, but is believed to have allowed the attackers access to nearly all of the company's sensitive research. Initial reports indicate the attackers gained access through known vulnerabilities that had not been corrected. This report highlights the ongoing cyber espionage operations that have been widely reported and included in U.S. government statements and testimonies. While the diplomatic and political discussions continue, uh, security teams have to be aware of these ongoing attacks against the U.S. government, uh, contractors, and businesses, and take actions to secure their systems, uh, identify possible breaches, and secure sensitive data. Espionage operations are a primary threat for the government and companies large and small, as attackers continue to move down the contractor chain away from the larger organizations with more robust security measures to those smaller partners and suppliers to gain access through the connections. And this week in the human risk management category. A U.S. public hospital in Leavenworth, Washington, was compromised by cyber criminals, allowing them to steal over $1 million U.S. million from the hospital's financial accounts. The details of the attack and funds lost highlight not only the continued financial cybercrime, but also the money-muling operations that allow the criminals to profit from these attacks. Cisco highlighted the money-muling operations as far back as the 2010 Annual Security Report, detailing how these money-muling operations are conducted. The issue remains both an economic and human weakness exploited by cybercriminals, with only minor variations to attempt to conceal the operations. The conditions and threats of 2010 continue today, exploiting both conspiring and unwitting accomplices by recruiting them with offers of easy money, working from home, and similar offers through advertisements across the Internet. As the economic challenges continue for many, uh, the human vulnerability to these offers remains. What most of those who become involved in the operations discover far too late is that they'll likely not only not make any money through the offers, but will likely be identified and arrested for the illegal operations as the cyber criminals and stolen money disappears. The law enforcement organizations continue to improve information sharing, cooperation, and arrests of these international criminals. Those aware of those operations can help spread the word to those unaware of these dangerous and illegal money-muling operations and help break the critical link of the cybercriminals. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category, draft legislation presented to Dutch lawmakers last week would give new powers to law enforcement in combating cybercrime. The new powers include hacking into computers, including computers outside the Netherlands, installing spyware, and forcing suspects to provide passwords to decrypt email and files. Safeguards have been built into the legislation, including obtaining court approvals before exercising these powers. The primary criminal targets of the legislation are child pornography and terrorism, but the bill's proponents also said it could be used in investigations related to theft of copyrighted material, as well as thwarting real-time attacks, such as the recent DDoS attacks against banking infrastructure.
Privacy advocates are already expressing concern that language in the bill was rushed and that, as it stands, it represents a power overreach. The information revolution is proving to be a mixed bag for law enforcement. On the one hand, our online activities are creating a digital and legally persuasive trail of crumbs that did not exist before. The investigation related to the Boston Marathon bombings, for example, is uncovering vital forensic evidence from suspects' web surfing history, email trails, and social media photographs, which lawyers may find difficult or impossible to refute. On the other hand, the widespread adoption of encryption for everyday communication, including Skype, uh, VPN, and some webmail services, severely limits the utility of wiretaps. Information security professionals especially may want to watch the debate around the bill's cross-border powers. Even if the legislation is adopted in the Netherlands, foreign countries are likely to argue that any manipulation of servers within their borders is an infringement of their sovereignty. For example, uh, the bill reportedly cites the need to seize command and control of a rogue or criminally operated server in order to disable a damaging botnet, uh, even if the server resides in a foreign country. In any realistic scenario, this might necessitate, at the very least, a real-time notification to authorities in that country that such measures were being taken. It's easy to imagine foot-dragging or politicization of the request leading to any number of undesirable outcomes. Furthermore, if this bill is successful, it might lead to other similar legislation being put forward in other countries, pointing to much larger questions about sovereignty and borders in the Internet era. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening and stay safe.